Jordan and Jake. Powered by Ortho Carolina. The home stops. He throws it across field. Guess who? Jordan Gross. Here are your Panther Hall of Honor members, Jordan Gross and Jake DeLome. Jake DeLome, good to talk to you again. Uh, this is the Jordan and Jake podcast, powered by Ortho Carolina, your care, your way. Uh, Jake, you just got back this week from calling a live NFL game. Something that we have not discussed on this podcast for over a year. Give me the whole rundown. I'm super jealous. You sounded great. How was it? It was awesome, Jordan. Um, I'm not going to lie. Um, just being back in Charlotte, um, walking to the stadium um, Sunday morning, just feeling the energy and going back into the stadium, seeing the new field, the new field level suites. And shockingly, it was a crystal blue sky day with the sun. I mean, it was just fabulous. Just be, just, just everything about it. You know, a packed house. The stadium was really loud. Man, it was just so nice. It's so refreshing to be back. Uh, how was those field level suites? Because I, you know, I, I saw it was so funny because in the game on the TV copy, I was watching uh, the Jets were under center and they had to zoom in, you know, a close zoom in on the quarterback. And right over his shoulder was some Panther fan just mowing down some food in the field level suite, like on TV, like just double fisting some wings or something. And so, what did, did you stick your head in kind of those and check them out? What are they like? No, I, um, I, I didn't get a chance to, but I mean, I had a great view from the press box they looked outstanding um but just think about it if you're a fan um i've talked to many people that have gone pre-game on the sideline and the first thing is that they're just amazed at the size and the speed of the players uh but to be able to sit there especially when it's you know on that end and just to see them up close and personal and how fast uh everything is moving and and just the the sheer size of some of these men uh, you how great of an experience is that no, it's awesome. It's weird too because the guy when we would have our pads on, or when you go, if you were to go down there this Sunday against the Saints and watch the O line, D line warm up, oh, NFL O linemen with their pads on are it, it makes in your helmet it makes you look seriously twice as big as you are in street clothes. And it's funny. I, I had a lot of people comp- comment on that over the years that like they had sideline passes or whatever, and they'd meet you in person. Like, I thought you were way bigger. I was like, well, yeah, that's because I had, you know, 40 pounds of gear on and <laughs> it made me three inches taller as well. But no, that that's a, definitely an upgrade. I think the turf looks good, man. And, um, it was a lot of fun to watch. Jake, what's it like? Give me give me the rundown and the fans at home. Everybody's in the stadium, obviously, but your your access and, and protocol and where you could go and all that, like what's it like right now uh, operationally with, with some of the rules and restrictions that are on, in place? Well, fairly limited compared to 19 and years prior, um, you know, but uh, I know for me, I just want to follow all protocols. Once I got in the building, only certain access, get to the press box, you know, make sure the mask is on and, and just following the rules. And, you know, I looking out at the stadium and, you know, you've seen the fans move about. That was refreshing to see. But uh, Jordan, I really didn't have any issue with it whatsoever, to be quite honest. I uh, I think I was just so excited to be there. And, um, you know, this is just the way it is right now. And we have to abide by it. And let's make the best of it. It's how I look at it. Is there a press box buffet? I can't imagine that there's press box buffet these days. No, there, there is. There is press box buffet. Mm. Um, yes, I uh, I was able to just to have just a little bit of it. Uh, you know, Jordan, I'm not going to lie. There were some nerves. I, I felt some nerves. I mean, it might be more anxious. Just 
you know, I've only done radio for one year and then having a year off, um, it was like, man, I, I, this is week one. I'm ready to go. Let's let's see what happens and just getting back in the routine. And, you know, I struggled some when you have two God, really, I call them I call them weighted vest. You know, you have Mick Mixon and Jim Zoki. They just bring you down, you know, on each side of you. You, gotta, <laughs> you, you have to carry them. You know, and it's just so I had to shed those weighted vests and and just kind of kind of march forward. But uh, but no, I'm not gonna lie, Jordan. I, I was nervous. You just want to, you know, I'm trying to contain my excitement and just want to maintain. Felt very good toward the end of 19 of how I wanted to chart the game and and see the game. And I felt early on, I was like, man, I'm a little rusty here, you know. And it's it's typical week one, I guess you could say. And so, uh, but I felt okay as the game went on, and and certainly helped that uh, we woke up a little bit offensively and and established a lead and and was able to enjoy a win. I always feel like when I'm calling a game that I I I feel like I'm in the zone when it seems to me that I'm just watching the game with my buddies Mick and Zoke. Yeah, you know I mean, like that's the comfort level that you want to get to, and I anticipate it'll be the same for me. But you did a great job. Um, one thing I want to talk about, I do want to hit that game a little bit. Obviously, talk about the Saints coming up and and all that. But Jeremy Chin, as you know, is wearing jerseys before the games of Carolina sports figures, right? So he's worn correct. But he's worn up, and then he's gonna get that person to autograph is the plan the jersey of whoever the jersey is. Get that person autograph it, and then give it to a charity. So super cool, I love it. He's worn a Pep, worn a Mugsy Bogues. He wore a Curry today. So here's my question, Jake: Who's got a higher likelihood of Jeremy Chin wearing their jersey? You or me? Wow, that's a great question, Jordan. Um, I don't. He's know. gonna have to go. Like he's not gonna be able to buy one of you, yours or mine at this point. It'd have to be. He'd have to like make it a mission to go get one created, right? So that's yeah. challenging, right there. I'm thinking about somehow, some way, um, maybe FedExing one. And mm, one of my jerseys. Pre-signed. And, Ooh, pre-signed. Yes, you know, just to, in case. Here you just go. Just in case. Heart, hey, Jake Delone. In case your other one is dirty or you didn't get it back right. from the cleaners in time. You know, ju- I mean, just say hey. And oh, in by the way, you I, think did, yeah. I think you're a really good player. Wink, wink. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. hey, listen. I'm thinking about doing that, Jordan. I, that's, right. that's, that has crossed my mind. That'd be big of you right there. Like, you know, he, then he'd have the choice, like, should I wear this Michael Jordan Chapel Hill jersey or this really <laughs> sweet, white, baggy Jake DeLome jersey? Oh, um, man, I don't know. <laughs> now, my question for you, I'm going to put you on the spot because we didn't yeah, uh, talk it. about this. If you it, – okay, it's Sunday morning right now, and you're going to the stadium. What Panther or, or should I say Charlotte legend – Carolina legend, would you wear? Go. Which Carolina legend would I wear? Uh, Larry Johnson. Oh, That's Grandmama. I, wear. I like Gra- it. I was I like a it. huge Grandmama. The Converse. I had like a pro player Charlotte Hornets jacket when I was wow. in middle school. I just thought the hype. I, truth be told, I probably watched zero Hornets games. But the branding around the Del Curry... Rex Chapman, Alonzo Mourning, Larry Johnson, Muggsy, like the, just how the media and advertising hyped those guys, I was all in. So I would, and That's plus good. it just looked cool. Larry Johnson wore it well too, you know, the huge muscles and the, he had the shaved part in his hair. I just thought he was so sweet. Like there was nothing I, like that in my life. 
you know, like some must, like I never could, that was like such an unattainable goal. Like just some jacked, sweet basketball players. Like that's, I'm all in. What about you? Man, I'm going to go Homerville, USA, and I'm going to go Dale Curry. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I just, yep. I, I've always liked Dale. And Jordan, I vividly remember we moved to Charlotte in March of 2003. Matter of fact, Kerry and Lauren, I went up for the first three weeks of offseason. And then we finally moved everybody once our apartment was ready. It was April. So we get invited. We had a dear friend, Miss Judy Perrell, who invited us to go watch to their house the Sunday of the Mass. So nice. we go to the house and I remember walking in and they lived somewhere close to downtown at the time. And I remember walking in the house and Lauren's four months old and, you know, there's people there. And right when I walk in, sitting down in a chair to the left was Dale Curry. And I remember saying to myself, that's Dale Curry. Like I, I was in awe. And I'm kind of whispered to my wife, make as if I was grabbing something out the stroller or something. I was like, that's Dale Curry sitting right there. That's Dale Curry sitting right there. <laughs> you know? And um, and so I just, for me, I don't know. It was like initial, you know, trip into Charlotte. And then there's Dale Curry. And you just kind of talk to him or be around him at all. I mean, he's just a legend. And I just, I've gotten to oh, know yeah. him very well over the years. I don't know. I, I would definitely, I, I would be sporting the Dale Curry jersey. And and then there's a diff, there's a deep connection between him and I, because I shot the basketball exactly like him. You know, I mean, it was very oh, similar yeah. when I played basketball. Now, mine didn't go in, uh-huh. but we were very similar. You know, his would go in. Uh, I got a good story. The first NBA guy I ever came face to face with, I was working at a gas station in college at University of Utah as a side job in the evenings to make some money while I was playing. It was like in the springtime, you know, and Uh I'm running the register. My overall effort as a cashier was fairly minimal. Just your typical convenience store gas station, you know, register guy who walks in but Brian Russell of the Utah Jazz. Really? Okay, so he was like their two-guard, pretty famous dude, and that was like when they had Malone and Stockton and all, like these guys were sweet, right? So he came in, I was like, and he had his family, and they were like, as family, the kids wanted all these snacks, and he was yelling at them to quit being so needy and all that, you know what I mean? Like as all of us dads do. He comes to the register, and I was like, play it cool, play it cool. (laughs) Don't let him, you know, don't let him think you think he's cool. So then I checked him out, I was like, all right, have a good day, Byron. And then I blew it on his name at the last. It's oh. Brian. Oh and I said, gosh. have a good day, Byron, Jake. And oh. I'm sure he still remembers it to this day. It's the worst day of Man, my life. Anyway, okay. All right. We're, we're a late in the week podcast, so we got to talk more about the Saints. But Jets game, give me your rundown. Um, listen, we got a win. It was at home. And to be very honest, we left a lot of football out there. I think we were the better team from the opening snap to the final snap. And yes, we got a win. Uh, five-point win, but I think we were in complete control the whole game. I think there's some things we need to clean up, but that's supposed to be that way. And I just really like uh, everything about it. I love the energy we played with. I thought we played with a ton of energy, guys. Played tough. And listen, one thing that I think I enjoyed the most in watching the game, you know, I I love seeing sideline interaction. I love seeing guys getting fired up and things of that nature. But on a play in particular, um, in the second quarter, we threw a corner route on the Panther sideline um, to DJ Moore, and he catches it for a big first down. And when you watch it and you watch the replay, Christian comes out the backfield, and sure enough, two guys just, they they come down on him really quick, leaves a, a huge void for the corner out. And Sam lets it up 
early with air. He can't, DJ catches it. Boom, big first down. Crowd goes excited. But the thing that I was more excited about, P.J. Walker, when the ball is in the air, he picks up his finger like number one and like points at Sam. Like, that's it. He saw it. I don't know. I, for me, I know that's little things. I know that's silly. But that's just something that I think was done throughout the course of the week. Something that they saw. We're going to be in this. Um, this play is going to be called. If they're in this coverage, Christian comes out. Be alert for them hugging up on him real quick. And, like, before the ball's caught, PJ is pointing at Sam like, that's my boy. That's the way to read it. I don't know. I just, I'm a big believer in that. I just, I like watching guys get excited and, and things like that. That was something to me that I was like, okay, this, this is fun. I mean, like, this is complimentary football at its best. I just love that. But overall, we left some points on the board. I don't think there's any doubt. Defense did really well. Um, uh, a little miscommunication at the end on a two-minute drive. Uh, I think um, Dante thought there was a, this was cover two, and Chin uh, did not play a, a, a half safety, so to speak. So, But other than that, look, it's a win. Sweet Caroline played. Uh, I know I'm bringing a couple of the negative points or that we should improve on, but you're supposed to. I mean, that's that's week one, and we got we're, we're going to have to be better this week to to, to play the Saints. Uh, I thought that the defense looked awesome. Like you said, there was you know, obviously some things we could do differently, but six sacks is outstanding. And you would expect there to be a lot of sacks. I mean, truthfully, going against a first start for a rookie quarterback, he's going to hold on that ball a little bit long. But what I loved is how it was dispersed throughout our defense. Reddick, I mean, how fast does he look rushing the passer, Jake? It's just so awesome to have him and Burns both available in there. And then Brown got one from the inside shack. Haynes had a sack. So I, just, I, I think our defense, I echo what you said about the whole team and like the PJ pointing to Sam deal. It seems like they enjoy playing with one another out there. And this is obviously the Saints are a, a, had a pretty impressive odd and an odd day offensively, but scored a lot of points. So that defense is going to have a bigger test. Let me ask you about... Uh, uh, Christian, because it's widely discussed. He, I think he looked awesome. I'm sure you'll say the same thing. 30 touches. Jake, were you happy to see that? Yes. I mean, look, there's no way around it. You want a limited, uh, you know, you might hear people talk about this and that. Listen, I don't know. I, I just think when you, when you have a stud, you just, you feed the stud. It's very simple. And I just think he makes it so much better. Um, I know it's been talked about not only in the run game and the pass game, but protection wise. Uh, Matt Rule, you know, had praise for him and picking up the D lineman rankings um, on the touchdown pass to Robbie. Christian was in there, put his face right into him, gave Tam, uh, Sam time to step up. So listen, um, he's a special player. The players love him and respect him. Um, and I, I'm, I'm so glad he's on the Panther team. Was that a horse term you just used when you said you got to feed the stud? Well, I almost said we have a thoroughbred, and you, what do you do? You yeah. let a thoroughbred run. You know, I, I'm right. there you I go. Was I was ready for it. I, you got to do more of that. You got to, yeah, you got to work that in more to your broadcasts. And they're off. We're off to the oh. races. Here they come, the final stretch. You know, he's winning by – he won that – he made that play by a nose. I think you need more of that in your I repertoire, could, I could. Jake. And I can also say, and they're off in French, just in case, because that Ooh. is a – yes, How do you it's say called, that? Il sans parti. So, and they're off. So, Il, so you, a, okay, ne- you know. this Sunday – as soon as they no, when the kickoff, you're gonna doing, jump in it. and you're gonna say "il sans pantin" like that, and Mick's gonna say <laughs> what, and you're gonna say, "And they're off, Mick." Okay, go ahead, do your thing. 
Oh, that's well, good it would radio. Tie in, it, it would tie in because of the big French influence in Louisiana, and we're playing the right. Saints. But uh, I, I, pro- I probably won't do that. Now let's cut. Hey Matt, let's cut this whole section out. So then all all the listeners on Sunday will be like, "Wow, that was an excellent start to this broadcast." I'm tuning in for more. That's what's going to happen, Jake. If you, if you start doing that, and I'll just <laughs> you know, and I'll and I'll just keep it going when you're gone, and I'll use the terms wrong, you know, like. Man, that guy, you know, he's really riding out there bareback. That I like it. Sense. Wait, no, that doesn't mean. Okay. All right. Saints game, Jake. We know the Saints well. It's yeah. This is weird. This is real weird. The the Matt Rule Panthers, which it's the second year, but I, I said this on – I was on FNZ yesterday or uh, Wednesday, and I said um, – it feels like this is kind of like the first, the first home game for the Matt Rule Panthers, you know, with, because it just felt so different this year. And then to have the Jameis Winston Saints, odd matchup, man. And I, I mean, there's so much familiarity between the organizations, and you and I, you have a deeper history than I do. But so many games, you know, division championships won and lost against this this team at the end of the season, and blah blah blah. Different matchup, Jake. What do you what are you looking forward to? What do you think about this game? Well, I think I was pretty surprised by the score of the Packers-Saints game, to be very honest with you. Um, didn't get a chance. It wasn't until Tuesday of this week when I had a chance um, on my you know, uh, device, my NFL Game Pass, to be able to uh, watch the replay. And uh, Jordan, I'm going to be honest with you. When you watch that football game, I know it was the Saints-Packers, but it could have been a team in all red and a team in all blue playing against each other. And one thing that you would have said if it was kind of nameless players – you would have said one team doesn't want to be there and one team does. I mean, that's what it looked like. The Saints wanted to be there, wanted to play. And when you think about it, they're displaced. They're in Dallas practicing. They're playing a home game in Jacksonville. There was, in essence, more Green Bay fans. But this team came out ready to play. They played fast. They played physical. They played tough. They played smart. And it was just a butt whipping from the get-go. Um Listen, the Saints have a very, very deep roster. I understand Drew Brees is not there, but this is a loaded roster. Sean Payton is getting to do what I think he always wanted to do and loved to do. And they used to do this early on with Drew. They would do these big play action fakes, half roll, and they wanted to take shots down the field. Uh, Sean likes to spread you out and and then condense you down, spread you out, condense you down, take a shot. And I thought Jameis gave them that. I thought Jameis looked in great shape, moved well. Um, And listen, he threw, what, 19 times, 20 times? Five of those uh, passes were touchdowns. So I thought he did a very good job for the first game. But uh, once again, defensively, that's where I was probably more impressed. That front four could get after it. Their linebackers are special. Demario Davis is a thumper who brings pain like almost every time he's uh he's out there. Quan Alexander, he's only nine months removed from an Achilles injury. He looked fast. So um, that's where we're going to have our challenge because uh, the Jets gave us some, some issues up front with their D-line and the Saints, they can rotate a lot of guys in. Now it will help that Marcus Davenport is out for this game. A large yep. man with a lot of explosion and power. Still have Cam Jordan. Um, and many other guys up front. But, Who's um, also a large man with explosion and power. Yes. <laughs> exactly. But I think what's going to help us, I think we'll be a little more crisp, but we'll be better uh, game two. But also on the flip side of it, our D-line did a very good job of getting after uh, Zach Wilson and doing some good things. The Saints lost, and I think it's probably one of their most important players, McCoy, the center. 
He will not play this Sunday. He only played five plays against the Packers. I think this guy is a superstar at center. I truly believe that. Luke Keekley mentioned that to me in 2019. Uh, the night before the game, we were talking about the Saints, and he's like, Jake, this rookie center from AM McCoy is unbelievable. And sure enough, for Luke Keekley to find that out early in someone's career and notice that. So I've always kind of watched this kid. And sure enough, I think that's going to help us in a way because they moved Ruiz from guard to center. And so that that's that's a transition. So hopefully we can have some interior type pressure and maybe get Jameis. You know, he didn't get touched the other day. I don't. He got hit one time and it was a rough in the passer call. So um, we would like to get some pressure on him uh, to see what happens, because receiver wise, they are missing Michael Thomas and some other guys. But they have the Christian McCaffrey clone, I guess you could say, and Alvin Kamara, two guys that are dynamic with the football in their hands and they're unbelievable pass catchers. So um, but I think McCoy being out will certainly hurt them and anxious to see if Lattimore will play. He has a chip bone in his thumb. I think he had a surgery. They're not saying he's out, but you would assume it would be a little difficult, especially if he'd have some type of cast on that hand. Well, and he signed a contract like right before the game, didn't he? An extension? Yeah, correct. So, well-timed. Exactly. Well-timed yeah, to get an injury so. post-signing. I wonder if he could still sign the contract with the chip in his thumb. He probably could figure something out. Yeah, I would use my thumbprint if I was going to sign one of those con- contracts just to make sure. Ret- hey, make sure Retina this is legit. Scan. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, have, I, I'm so grateful that this is a home game as well, Jake. I think a back-to-back wins at home to start off the season would just be an absolute shot in the arm for our fan base and for the team and all that. So uh, have fun calling it. I'll be tuning in once again. Um, I'm, I'm happy you're back, man. Tell the old – weighted vests uh hello for me in the booth and dl and all those guys and you sound great man and i'm, I'm excited that you were getting to do this and um you're doing an awesome job so we'll talk to you next week oh well, i'm looking forward to it and it's gosh jordan it was so nice to be back in carolina in that stadium man but I, I don't know if people truly realize i think players do when they come to charlotte how special uh special of a place the panthers in charlotte uh really are hey speaking of carolina who powers our podcast jake Huh, ortho carolina there jordan gross that's right your care your way that's it talk to you next week jordan and jake powered by ortho carolina your personalized orthopedic care begins with the click of a mouse schedule your next appointment online at orthocarolina.com ortho carolina your care your way 